0: Hola, bienvenido de nuevo a tells. Hola, Andrew.
1: Uh, hi. Hola.
0: Hola, ¿cómo está? Bien. <laughs> Do you like my uh, Spanish?
1: Love it. Are you learning Spanish now?
0: Did you not listen to my goals last week?
1: I mean, did you start learning?
0: Uh huh. uh Just a little bit. I forgot and then I remembered that I said that this is one of the things I wanted to do in 2018. So here I am.
1: Great. I look forward to hearing more. This is. Then you can teach me. Then we can go to Mexico.
0: You don't know how to speak Spanish? Not one sentence?
1: I bet I know more than you.
0: Uh huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say podcast in Spanish, though.
0: I don't know how to say podcast. I just said TELS.
1: Well. You got a lot more learning to do.
0: I do. I do. Welcome to episode 20 of Tell's podcast. Can you believe it?
1: 20. 20. That's a lot.
0: I thought I'd be tired by 10 for sure. I'm tired now. (laughs) Well, that's because you only got three hours of sleep.
1: Yep. It's early, early in the morning.
0: Why are you up so early?
1: Because I got to go. Got to get on that poker road. Time for some poker travel. Love me some poker travel. Where you off to? Biloxi, Mississippi.
0: Oh, so fancy. So fancy.
1: <laughs> going to the Beau Rivage, the Bellagio of the South.
0: Mm. Why are you going to Biloxi?
1: Just to get some space.
0: <laughs> Feeling a little crowded?
1: Yeah, well, there's a tournament event going on there, and uh, Biloxi is kind of a special place when there's tournament action to be found.
0: Is there lots of action?
1: Lots. Lots of action.
0: Uh, What tournament is it?
1: I think it's called the Million Dollar Heater.
0: Oh, sounds like there's a lot of money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of money uh, going around. A lot of of retirees that... uh,
0: Like to play poker?
1: Like to play poker in Biloxi, Mississippi. Some people come from nearby. And uh, I think it's a good time to uh, play poker in Biloxi when there's a tournament going on there. So all the games are uncapped, starting at 1-3 to infinity and uh yeah it's it's fun they don't like uh they prefer not to fold three bits let's put it that way
0: oh i look forward to it and are we gonna get a vlog finally
1: i think so oh think my I'll goodness in the in the cockpit you can all look forward to that especially you
0: yeah i've been waiting for a vlog for too many days now seriously and i'm sure i'm not yeah. the only one i don't know if i remember how to make one well you better remember real fast just start refreshing yourself at the. on the plane. Do you think that you get rusty if you haven't played poker in a while, like live? Yeah,
1: probably. I think, yeah, I think when you're playing a lot, you're just kind of like in the groove. Um, of course, if you're running bad and playing a lot, then you can still be out of the groove. Right. But uh, in general, yeah, I think when you're putting in a lot of hours, it's pretty... Pretty expected, you know, anything you do, you'll probably feel more comfortable doing the more you're doing it. So,
0: so how are you going to get back in the groove? You're just going to go for that first session and I'm just like...
1: Not worried about it one bit.
0: No? Nope, ah, okay. To be honest with you. I'm worried for you then.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're worried for me? I guess I shouldn't be. I just think that, you know, like if, like you said, if you don't do something for a while, then get a little rusty. But yeah,
1: well, I've still been kind of reading the post mm-hmm. in the hand history lounge, um, That's always helpful to sort of like remind yourself of things and thoughts on lines and stuff. So even when I'm not playing, that's that's definitely helpful.
0: But speaking of you getting some space from me, did you know that January 9th is known as Divorce Day? Is it? Yeah. Apparently, lawyers get a lot of divorce requests on Hmm. January 9th. I was... Thinking about January blues, people said to be back at work and, you know, back on the grind after Christmas and just Uh like drinking and hanging out. and. um,
1: Yeah. Well, have you heard about the most depressing day of the year?
0: What day is that? I have heard of that, but what day is that?
1: I think they said it's somewhere like around the 21st or 26th or something like that.
0: Of January? Yeah. Well, that's because it's usually like the coldest. And while we're talking about that is January 19th, which I was going to tell you later, apparently is when resolutions die. Okay. So that's
1: so probably the same date.
0: That's why it's probably around that time because yeah. the energy sort of, you know, the steam of all the resolutions, like my yoga studio is packed at the moment with yeah. filled with uh, new year's resolutions goes. And then by you know end of the month it'll be back to the regulars i don't
1: know i love january
0: yeah because your birthday month oh, obviously be why, right? <laughs> hmm. so yeah i was reading a couple articles. apparently lawyers get a lot of um, requests for divorce so they usually have to sort of play counselor to ask the couples to really think about whether they want to get a divorce or if they just exhausted from The holidays, (laughs) apparently the holidays put a lot of pressure on people from, uh, purchasing presents to spending too much time together because usually usually they, you know, people don't spend that much time together. You just like go to work, come home, you have two hours together and then Mm -hmm. you go to bed. So it's like two weeks together.
1: So this thing, this retreat that you went away, maybe it saves our uh, relationship. That's why I told you. Our future marriage.
0: I told you I'm going to go every, every year
1: brilliant <laughs> uh do you think the holidays are stressful for us no even if we, you're not on a silent retreat
0: yeah no because we don't buy presents yeah that's, that's a, nice that's a start mm-hmm. um our families are pretty chill so we're right. lucked out
1: yeah no i uh i feel good about january like you said there's <laughs> lots of good things that happen in january so yeah, not depressing for me at all. I feel energized and refreshed in January.
0: I think everybody's year should start on their birthday. Then there's no pressure for everybody to be doing something on a certain date, right? Mm. Because it's sort of expected to have... So if you everybody started on their birthday or like your grandma's birthday, whatever, just pick a date and then yeah. just do your own thing. I wonder
1: what it's like not having your birthday at the very start of the year. What's that like? Because for me, it's everything. Everything is... The new leaf has turned over. Literally. New year. <laughs> new year for me. New year for everybody. <laughs> and then for uh, the rest of you guys, you got a birthday like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so it's like new year again, the new year again. It's very confusing, I'm sure.
0: Uh, it's great to have a new year because then we get to start again. You're huh. just like stuck in this new year. You have to hang on till yeah, December. Right. I get to restart in May. I'm like, ugh. Don't like what I was doing then. Let's just start again. Speaking of new things, I saw online that you sent me the article that Vanessa Selfs was quitting poker, but Jason Mercier has also quit PokerStars. Mm I saw that. I mean, I saw also that there's like new people being signed on to PokerStars. So I don't think it's like a problem with PokerStars per se. Because initially I thought, oh, is it like a PokerStars problem? Well, it didn't seem
1: to be for Jason. Jason was, uh, for him, it was a family matter, i.e. wanted to be there for his new one. But for other people, it definitely has been.
0: Really? Tell me more.
1: Well, there's been so many changes at PokerStars since they sold the company. The original owners, the founders of the company sold it to a corporation. Basically trying to make it more gamified poker, um, meaning it's a little bit tougher to beat the, a lot of the rewards for the the grinders have been removed and, um, it's a little bit more gambling of a game. They want to make it easier for the
0: recreational recreational
1: players. players to not get beat, which means it's worse for the pros, which means poker in general is less beatable. And so Vanessa said something along the lines of, she doesn't feel quite as comfortable Selling poker stars as something that can be beaten.
0: Do you think that's sustainable? Like that gambling model? Because it's not just poker stars, right? So there's a lot of these gaming sites or apps that encourage just token play. So is that the new trend for poker? And you think poker in its current state will no longer be profitable for players online?
1: Well, I think that's sort of like the discussion of the day um, as far as online poker goes because PokerStars is the dominant player in the market Mm. and so everyone was sort of really disappointed to see them go this route. So far, for the company and the stock price, it's proven to be a good thing.
0: What is the symbol? Do you know what the stock price is? Let's have a look at uh, PokerStars.
1: It's, uh, they're called the Stars Group now, so I think it's TSG.
0: All right, so the Stars Group is worth $23.28. So they sold the company and then changed poker to more gaming.
1: Yeah, well, they started introducing new formats like spin and goes and uh, things that the, the max big the max buy-in or the, the number of big blinds that you're playing for in a stack is much lower so there's just less room for normally when you're normally when you're playing deep there's the the fish are going to make bigger mistakes
0: but now if it's there's a lot more chance involved like yeah, with like spinning and
1: a lot more variance Yeah, okay. a lot more chance you're right
0: mm. that's interesting but, I didn't know that was happening because I thought that was strange because people who are poker stars pro pros always seemed so enthusiastic and like proud to be a poker stars pro right um yeah. so do you see it a lot the... of them re- i mean i think it's fine to you know retire and change your mind but
1: yeah no it used to be the uh the pinnacle and yeah there's still a lot of pros that are there um that you know still wear the patch and are carrying the torch forward but There are some other sites now that are uh, sort of attempting to fill the hole that PokerStars is leaving behind, Mm. Um, you know, companies like 888 and Party Poker here in the U.S.
0: Yeah, I saw 888 is expanded into Italy now. They have, you can play online on, on 888 Poker in Italy. Oh, okay. Is that new? Apparently. Interesting. (laughs) That's what you get when you read the poker news, baby. Uh All this all this news.
1: I'm learning here. On tells. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting uh, to see two sort of big faces of poker be like, peace out. We don't want to do this sort of... Well, there's
1: been a lot over the... Yeah, I mean, that's just uh, recently, but there's been a bunch of departures, like Isaac Haxton, left uh, the company a while ago still some people there too and uh kevin hart kevin's a funny guy um, so
0: he's a pokestars pro well sort of
1: it's not he's not a pro i don't think he's, he's on just a pro team there's probably like different categories of people that represent the company and so he's not like an online grinder or whatever
0: <laughs> i think he, his position would be to attract the recreational player yeah. and he's
1: also probably getting paid way more than any of the people that were on the you know, the pro online team. Yeah, people but his like following
0: is huge. It makes sense, right, from a business perspective, to bring more recreational players in. If they're gonna just give their money to the house, then it's good for the business, I guess, right?
1: If that actually ends up being the result, yeah. I mean
0: I mean if there's less poker being played then they're probably gonna introduce more games that are probably gonna favor the house. And then that way it will, you know, be more lucrative.
1: Does Kevin Hart playing on Poker Stars make you want to play on Poker
0: Stars? No, the celebrity hype doesn't work too well on me. The more hype there is, the more I want to get away from it.
1: So you just see through it. You you kind of see it as like a business deal. And when he's posts on Twitter, uh, hashtag Poker Stars, hashtag Ad, <laughs> you go the opposite way.
0: Right. I think it's. It's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that, but hmm. yeah, I don't think that would influence me. And probably about, somebody else.
1: What about Usain Bolt? Because he was
0: Benton met Usain. I was kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm Benton, obsessed Benton with Benton him. Benton
1: was playing uh, Bellagio five ten with Usain Bolt. Well, does he want? Does he want to play a Poker Stars?
0: No, I just want to have a chat with him about his training. Well, and
1: Okay, well this is here you go. <laughs> PokeStar's new model is failing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm the ideal PokeStar's client, right? No. I don't, I don't think so. I think they're going for a different demographic.
1: I don't know. What demographic are you? Recreational or serious? <laughs>
0: Neither recreational or serious at this point. Okay, well, you're an
1: anomaly. <laughs> the general sort of sentiment in the poker community is that we are very disappointed in PokerStars having removed lots of the rewards for grinders, mm. um, gamifying poker, and focusing on the stock price versus the game of poker itself. But who knows? Maybe changes will come, but doesn't hasn't... Uh, been that trend in a couple of years now it goes on the drama goes on
0: oh i'd have to learn more about this drama it's more interesting than i thought i was just like hey why is that person leaving
1: yeah well it sounds interesting It it's a little frustrating and depressing <laughs> off we go to play live poker
0: off we go to biloxi to play live poker Indeed. Uh, yeah, there
1: is no depression only, <laughs> only sweet sweet bliss Poker um, Bliss, Uncapped
0: 2.5. Is that what you're going to play?
1: No fold'em hold'em.
0: <laughs> uh, tell me, how is your CES experience?
1: CES, uh, my first experience at CES, Consumer Electronics Show. Huge uh, convention, trade show, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it is nuts over there. Really? This, this show, convention, yeah. So, first of all, so many people over there. uh, Just getting into the damn convention is a mission. Um, (laughs) I had to park at the Westgate and then make my way over to the convention. Um, Anyway, just so much consumption was my sort of like um, takeaway from this.
0: How do you mean consumption from
1: all... Just the human need and desire to consume everything (laughs) as much as possible. Uh, The new must replace the old as soon as possible, Mm. which, you know, leads us to so many cool inventions and uh, enjoyment of so many awesome technologies. But just so much stuff. There's no way to even possibly come near seeing everything that's uh, on display because it's not just at the convention center. It's at the Venetian. It's at the ARIA there's stuff on display like apparently they have like all sorts of like new health and fitness uh, technologies at the venetian okay i don't know what's at aria just so much stuff to be taken in and uh no way to see it all
0: okay so what was the coolest thing that you saw
1: there was this huge tv thing at the samsung booth um it's like 100 The max is like it's they call it modular where you can sort of like piece it together like the couches you know
0: how yeah you have modular furniture where you sort of
1: so this goes up to like 146 inches they call it the wall um it literally is supposed to cover an entire wall in your house Uh, ah (laughs) whatever happened
0: to just a projector that fills the whole wall
1: this is better picture quality apparently
0: but does it really make the movie that much more spectacular with greater picture quality i feel like the better the tv's gotten the more imperfections you see in the actors. And I don't really like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like, I don't want to leave this face. I don't want
0: to see all the pores. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I also put on these like VR goggles. And mm-hmm. uh, we well, not VR goggles, but just like, it's like a headset. I guess they kind of refer to them as VR goggles, but, um, and then yeah, like uh, headphones all attached to this thing. And it's like, you're watching a movie in a movie theater. You know, mm. like you completely forget like where you are it's like you're transported into a movie theater so there's lots of VR stuff lots of creepy robots in our future uh, this is what our future likes looks like and it's weird yeah my my biggest takeaway from that was yeah just like the the bigger picture type things and like these conventions for Vegas are amazing um, I had been to you know the booze convention before um, I did put that in a vlog this is just it's crazy. The industry of conventions.
0: Isn't it genius who ever thought of, oh, this playground for adults, let's bring businesses here so that yeah. it's genius.
1: This Samsung booth is gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> it's massive. It's like a maze. It's this huge just display of uh, technology in different areas and different rooms inside this booth. They must spend millions of dollars while they're here. Just for this booth, alone.
0: Okay, the question I am dying to ask you is, did you see the stripper robot? I didn't. What?
1: I failed. But was that at CES or was that... I guess it was. Was it like Sapphire? Did they have a booth at CES or was it at Sapphire?
0: I don't know.
1: It was from Sapphire, whether they were at CES or... I don't know.
0: That's the only thing I wanted. Stripper robots? Do you think... A man will get turned on, or a woman, <laughs> by a robot gyrating its robotic hips.
1: I don't think they're human-like enough, but it's not far off. Like, at least those robots. I mean, I saw, I saw this stuff online. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, <laughs> if it's not for me, it doesn't mean it's not for everybody. So, maybe.
0: So, you think once they, we get to the robots, like, the you know, there was the robot in Dubai where it looks yeah. more human, yeah, that that would perhaps...
1: I'm sure we're headed there, without a doubt.
0: <laughs> it's interesting, it's interesting. I think it could solve some problems. You know,
1: uh, people... Like human trafficking?
0: Possibly, like women getting taken advantage of.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's hope so. You can embrace it in all its weird glory, but...
0: But then what happens to all the women who actually Want to strip. make some money? Yeah. They're out of a job now. Uh, Or they're going to charge premium for the real thing.
1: (laughs) I should hope so. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, these things are probably expensive. These robots. But maybe over the years, they'll become cheaper like everything else. All sorts of technology always becomes cheaper.
0: It's weird to imagine, right? But it's sort of like we didn't imagine having a phone permanently in our palm Mm -hmm. 20 years ago. But now you take your phone everywhere. So it's... It's
1: happening. It is definitely happening.
0: It's very... I want to hear from the listeners whether they think with, you know, if you go to a strip club or not, a robot could do it for you. (laughs) You would be up there giving your dollar bills to the robot.
1: It's got to be like such a niche part of the stripper going audience.
0: So it's going to be like a fetish but, you think initially?
1: Well, it's tough to say now, because like you said, it's just, the robots aren't there yet as far as uh, human like qualities and appearance. It just looks like a machine, right? I mean, but surely there's some people that are turned on that, by that. There's, there's people that are into whatever you can think of, but yeah, I think it's just super narrow at the moment.
0: That, it's going to be amazing because I would love to see inside the brain of somebody who... Digs it? Yeah. It's like, what are the, the synapses that are firing yeah. at that I point?
1: Don't I don't know. Maybe you have to like convince yourself that it's real and you're kind of like in a dominant position over this thing. You'll do whatever you want. Dance when you tell it to. <laughs> Get back up on that pole.
0: But then what does that do for... Actual relationships. I think that might make relationships worse because say you've been in a relationship with a robot for two years and you get it to do whatever you want. It cannot be good. You know, you get your robot to do whatever you want, cook your meals, clean, and then you try and date a real woman with an, an opinion different to that.
1: Unless the robot can somehow be programmed to very slowly change that person into a reasonable person
0: (laughs) by saying no yeah but But very
1: slowly and subtly over the course of two years
0: you know what could be interesting is a learning robot so maybe you have very poor social skills right and you get a robot and then (laughs) instead of just rejecting you like or saying you're a dumbass it slowly teaches you how to better interact with humans so you go oh you don't really want to say that to a girl or you don't really want to say that to a guy and then slowly you get taught without the risk of you know a real human interaction because we don't really tell each other the truth so people will ghost each other versus saying uh oh, dude like your cologne was too much or you know <laughs> your armpit smells and that's they why I don't <laughs> Yeah. Is that what it's called? Is that what the kids are calling it these days? It's ghosting. Ghosting. So, you know, you don't want to see somebody again. Mm-hmm. You don't say, well, there was really nothing of substance in our conversation. So I don't want to see you again. You just stop talking to them. Yep. So perhaps the robot could have an educational element or just, yeah. you know, that would be interesting versus a total dominance right uh, aspect. Yep. Let's hope, let's hope, but I doubt it because people like to have power.
1: I don't know. I mean, that's got to be coming too, though, like a robot that can teach you how to interact with the
0: opposite sex. That would be a multi-billion dollar robot. But then why? It probably won't be, because if you can have this robot which will kindly teach you the things that we should be kindly teaching each other instead of ghosting each other, then people will probably just hang out with the robot. Yeah. You know? Exciting times. I hope it's an educational robot.
1: Well, I mean, with the number of robots that they had here at CES, there's going to be a robot for every purpose on planet Earth, it seems. Right now, they're just kind of there to creep you out, apparently, when you wake (laughs) up in the morning. Um, But they had so many on display. It was weird. But the robots are coming, people.
0: I was was not excited. Turn this
1: podcast off and start running because they're coming.
0: But now I'm excited. I think if there's that element, that is very, very exciting.
1: For the learning part? hmm Well, good luck. Good luck <laughs> just, to everyone. Just good luck. Good luck to us to be able to continue on as a race, <laughs> species.
0: You're like uh, Bill Burr thinks the robots are going to take over and it's gonna change, kill us off.
1: It's going to change the world as we know it, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, it's just like cell phones changed the world as we know it, right? Mm-hmm. And we're okay. Mm. Yeah, but cell, Questionable. Phones,
1: cell phones haven't replaced humans. Sure, they have. But they're they have. slowly starting to.
0: Yeah, sure they replace some jobs because you can just no, get mean, an
1: app. I mean replace them in terms of interacting with them. Like no. you don't talk to your phone as if it's a person. Well, I mean Siri. You talk to Siri. Siri's in there, but Siri is kind of shit, I think. You sort of talk to Siri as if it's a function rather than...
0: But that's the thing. To get a robot to become human-like, that's going to be a very long time.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know if we'll be able to see it in our lifetime.
0: Oh, that's unfortunate. I think we will be. I think we will be. Let me tell you, we have listener feedback for episode 20. Nice. Oh. (laughs) Hit me with it. We got a message from Steve, and he says... Hi, guys. Great podcast. So witty. Just love it. Um, I'm a white European American male, and I'm in a wonderful relationship with an African-American female going on a couple of years. We're talking about making it permanent. Steve, couple of years, make it permanent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, There's no rules for this sort of thing.
0: Make it permanent, Steve. Think about it. <laughs> Our families have accepted us. Uh, We have not traveled much internationally, but we'll start more often this year. My question is, have you experienced much negative reaction in other countries? How do you handle it if you do? And are there certain countries you know that have more of a problem or is the U.S. the worst?
1: Yes, the U.S. is the worst. (laughs) Ever. Do you think so? Of all time. (laughs) Well, there's got to be worse countries for sure.
0: We probably haven't been to those countries. Right.
1: We have not been to those countries. I mean, the thing is that like everywhere we've been, we've never had a problem uh, in terms of people saying anything to our faces. Right. Not once have we ever had like some sort of weirdness or some asshole come up to us and say something. Obviously, there's lots of people that uh, are kind of lurking. And um, we know there's a lot of, like, racial tension in the U.S. And there's, you know, people that occasionally uh, come out of the woodwork online to say things and sort of announce themselves as, like, weirdos and (laughs) just weak human beings. Um, But, yeah, we've never had any problem in person, right? Well, yeah, I think living in Vegas, I think Vegas must be... Just doesn't give a shit about anything, you know.
0: I think people living in Vegas are here for a reason, right? You come here to make your money, get into certain industry, whether it's hospitality or entertainment, yeah. and you're just all about your business.
1: Well, Vegas is such a special place because it's always been like uh, anything goes, kind of a city, and the entire industry is uh, created with that in mind, right? So, there's gambling and, you know, 24-hour drinking. So, we just don't care about anything really here.
0: (laughs) So, move to Vegas, Steve.
1: (laughs) No. So, you know, we've been out countless times, um, you know, together, like, holding hands and stuff like that. And never a single word, never a single derogatory remark has been thrown our way. Would that be the case if we were somewhere else?
0: Yeah. And I just don't care to go to places like that. I think it's very important to go to places that you know you'll be wanted or feel comfortable. And if I, it doesn't matter, restaurant, hotel, mm-hmm. I will walk out and Andrew knows that I will, you know, <laughs> just stand up and if I don't feel welcome, then I leave yes. and it's, there's very trying, it's very trying. <laughs> it's very trying.
1: Yeah, well, they're, t- they're going to think you're going to leave in, th- in the middle of the meal.
0: In the middle of the meal, I would leave.
1: We've well, never seen that.
0: Well, we haven't had that happen, well, right? Thank God. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, and so I think when you do travel, don't go with the idea that somebody's going to say something or misbehave. I always leave the country or my state giving people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. So I will let you prove me wrong, but I'm just going to expect that you're going to treat me like a human being. And if you don't, then I'll cut you. But <laughs>
1: <Damn>. <laughs>
0: but uh, I always leave the world with like, oh, I'm just going to have the best experience and I'm going to meet lovely people anyway. And obviously it doesn't always happen. But I think that is much easier because otherwise then you're always looking for the opportunity to be offended or you'll always see that. And sometimes people are just dumb and it's Mm -hmm. got nothing to do with either race. Um, They would be mean to you whether you were pink. So yeah, that's my two cents. So just travel with giving people the benefit of the doubt. Um, And if they are rude, then... Tell them.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how much time we have and how much we can go into this, but you sent me that, that tweet thread from, what was the comedian's name?
0: Sarah Silverman?
1: Yeah. So somebody called her the C word, uh, just randomly. <laughs> <laughs> that was all that was tweeted at her, just the C word. And so she went and looked at his, like, his timeline, his, his tweets, his profile and whatever, and just, you know, kind of... Didn't take too long to learn that he was just like a really angry and frustrated guy at, at life, and had, was going through some personal issues and was lashing out as a result of that, which is just always the case when there's these things going on. Right. When someone hurls something at you, it's always it always has to do with them. But it was interesting because um, she then sort of said, you know, like I I see you and I understand why you're angry and. It was somebody with back problems.
0: Yeah, he and
1: he was out of work because of his back problems, and he was in a lot of pain and stuff, and he was just generally angry at life, and was lashing out at whatever, and so she kind of like talked about her back problems as well with this guy, and they came to like this uh, meeting of the minds, and it was fascinating to see this uh, absolutely tweet, this Twitter conversation.
0: There's a lot of people in pain, and. Only hurt people hurt other people. Mm -hmm. No normal, healthy person is out to cause you drama or cause you pain. So if you approach it that way, then... But I don't think you should be docile about it. Like, if you feel strongly about somebody misbehaving, you can say something to them. Like, it's not... You don't have to be violent or angry, but you can calmly say you don't have a right to speak to me that way or don't speak to me in that manner. Because if you're used to saying stuff, Mm -hmm. whether it's like racial or just like sexual or derogatory Mm -hmm. and nobody calls you out, like Mm -hmm. Sarah Silverman could have just ignored this guy. Mm -hmm. People want to be seen. People want to be heard and notice that, oh, you are a person. Right. So whether like speaking to them, might be the best thing for them even sure. if you'd say to them listen dude i don't know what your problem is today but don't speak to me like that <laughs>
1: sure
0: you know very simple and it s- snaps them out of their whatever mindset they're in right even if it's just for the moment but yeah. steve and your girlfriend enjoy your travels around um the U.S. and the world and Steve do write to us and tell us where you live he didn't say no Stephen Stephen did not say he asked if there are ways to behave or other precautions you take to avoid an altercation he says we generally do not display PDA when traveling within the U.S. and have not experienced any problems to date uh kiss your girlfriend carry a gun bad advice (laughs) just kidding uh yeah
1: just just get out there
0: so, I think that's all we have time for before yep, Andrew go. has to I get... I haven't
1: even packed yet. My flight is in like an hour and a half. Typical. Two hours. three Two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for having us on our podcast, listeners.
0: Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a comment on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you for listening to TELS. How do you say bye in Spanish? Adios. Adios. Amigos. Amigos. <laughs>